Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Tuesday, February 1st, 2022. I am Andrew Hansen, ready to break down this seven-game NBA DFS slate for you. Thanks for jumping in with me. And on this February 1st, happy February and congratulations to Tom Brady. The retirement is official and what a pleasure it was to watch him. He really set the gold standard for competing and playing well in the clutch. Just a phenomenal career. So uh, really enjoyed that. And uh, congratulations to him. But we're here to talk hoops tonight. So uh, I'll dig in here. We've got seven games, eight of the 14 teams involved in a back-to-back. Only one game at 7 o'clock. And it's the Pelicans and the Pistons. Not the most attractive game on the board. Total 214.5. Pistons favored by 2.5 at home. It is a back-to-back for the Pelicans. They had a close loss on the road yesterday in Cleveland, 93-90. Ingram sat that one out. He's questionable again. Very big piece of news for this one, but we'll have it. Now, interesting starting lineup for those guys last night as they went big, big. Jackson Hayes joined Joe Val in the starting lineups, uh, along with Jones, Hart, and Graham. Now, if Ingram is out again, and they go with that same starting lineup. Jackson Hayes would be a potential value play for me. 3,700 on DraftKings, 3,600 on FanDuel, power forward over there. Nine for 10 last night, 19 and seven in 31 minutes. Very efficient. Uh, I didn't get to watch that game, but you got to figure with uh, the primary focus of the interior defense being on Joe Val, Jackson Hayes was able to maneuver and get some uh, lobs and easy buckets. So we'll see about the starting lineup there. Uh, Graham, fifth, you know, mid 5K range, uh, he's playable, but you know, not expecting a huge game from him. Uh, you know, it is a decent pace up game. Uh, Pistons are ninth, but you know, these teams are just bad offensively. And if you don't have Ingram, Pelicans are 25th and the Pistons are 29th. And there's actually a big drop when you get to the bottom of the offensive efficiency. Uh, so Pistons being 29th, that is real bad. Um, with the Pelicans bench, uh, don't expect to go there uh, in this game environment. On the Pistons side, some big news here. It looks like we're going to have Jeremy Grant and Olenek back in the lineup. Now, the starting lineup, I'm expecting it to be Corey Joseph, Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, Grant, and Stewart. Um, Cade Cunningham is the guy I'm looking at the most for the Pistons. Coming off a 19-point triple-double, right around 8,000 on both sites. Uh, he is very volatile, but I do like playing perimeter players against the Pelicans. Say that three times fast. Uh, so Cunningham's in my player pool. Uh, you got to wonder a little bit of what will happen with the presence of Grant and Olenek. Uh, certainly a few f- fewer shots to go around, uh, but I'm not going to go to Bay, you know, even he, though he played well in the last game with Grant and Olenek back, not going to go to Stewart. Corey Joseph would be GPP only, uh, but probably not going there. And then uh, for the bench, got to mention that Josh Jackson is doubtful. And then uh, how about Frank Jackson? He's probably the one guy I would look at, at on the bench, former Pelican, um, at 4,000 on DraftKings and 4,200 on FanDuel, he could give you 6X there. 
So I would go for him over Hayes or Diallo. I think Lyles will take a hit with Grant and Olenek back. Uh, so it's probably Jackson Hayes, uh, Cade Cunningham, Frank Jackson, or we pass it. All right, game two, we go to 7.30 Eastern, and this is the first game of the TNT doubleheader. We have the Wizards and the Bucks. Good total here, 225.5, uh, but the Bucks are favored by 11.5 because Bradley Beal is out. So that's the huge news here. These two teams played earlier in the season. It was a surprisingly low scoring. It was 101-94. Middleton didn't play. Uh, but Beal did play in that one. He took 22 shots and he scored 30 points. So that's a nice uh, number we can hang our hat on of uh, the opportunities that are going to go around to the rest of these Wizards. And so I would like to get a couple Wizards in my lineup here. We know it's a, a good pace-up game for the Wizards because the Bucks are seventh in pace. You know They are strong defensively, but uh, looking at these prices for the Wizards, uh, I, I'm really interested here in Kuzma, uh, KCP, you know, more so on DraftKings where he's 4,200, 5,300 on FanDuel for uh, KCP. Not ideally what I want to pay, but I am leaning towards playing him. Kuzma, low 7K range, uh, definitely like this spot for him. He, he steps up when Beal is out. He's been playing well recently anyway. Dinwiddie is... Probably the third option there for me. Uh, definitely a strong opportunity for him, but Drew Holiday looking to stop him uh, makes it a little bit tougher. And then got to mention the bigs here. Thomas Bryant back in the starting rotation and 3,500 on DraftKings. Now, if he only plays 20 minutes again, that's not ideal, but the plan is for him to continue to start here for a bit and see how that works. Uh, according to Coach Unseld. So, you know, I could see him hitting value there. Don't like him as much on FanDuel at 47. Um, not going to play him there, but playable at 3,500. Uh, and then who's the fifth starter going to be? Well, when Beal has been out lately, it's Ben Kispert, uh, and he's playable. You know, low 3K range on DraftKings, 3,500 on FanDuel. So I'm going to have a couple of those Wizards probably in most of my lineups. Not going to go to the bench, though. We've got Avdia, Rui, Trez. Um, you know, they're so deep now with everybody back that Bertans and Gafford got a DNP CD last game. So a little too crowded in that uh, bench unit for me. So I'm going to stick to the starters. And then on the Milwaukee side, what an interesting spot for them coming off a 36 point loss at home to Denver, but they've had a couple days here and they don't play again until Saturday. So really easy schedule for the bucks this week. There should be no limitations on minutes. Uh, Giannis is the guy I'm looking at here when they played in that early game. He had one of his big games, 29 points, 18 boards, five assists, four stocks, 12,000 on DraftKings is pretty steep, but 11,000 on FanDuel, a little bit easier to get to. So Giannis is squarely in my sights. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if Holiday or Middleton paid off their price tag, um, but they're not my favorite options tonight. And I don't expect to get to Allen or Portis. And then that bench, interesting how they've kind of gone small lately. 
with DiVincenzo, Connaughton, Matthews, Nawara, uh, do they do they go with um, one of their bigger uh, players off the bench to try to deal with Montrez Harrell? Uh, perhaps some minutes for Mamu or Tanasis, uh, but not going to go there either because of the other bigs that we have on this slate uh, at at good prices. So it's probably Giannis or pass for me on the Buck side. All right, game three. We have the Heat and the Raptors also at 7.30 Eastern. And how about that last game where they combined for 244 points? So let's stack this one up, right? Well, let's not forget that that was a triple overtime game. And at the end of regulation, it was only 100 to 100. So uh, I'm not excited about this game at all because it's also a back-to-back for both teams. Uh, We'll have to see about the news for Miami. Last night... In Boston, Lowry, Butler, and P.J. Tucker all sat. I'm going to call Lowry as doubtful as he's out with a personal issue. Butler and Tucker I could see playing, and uh, that will change everything because, you know, talk about being a key part of that triple overtime game. Jimmy Butler, 37, 14, and 10, and P.J. Tucker was out there for 41 minutes. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see on on the news there because that's, you know, two-fifths of the starting lineup. Uh, Last night in Boston, Gabe Vincent was solid, uh, right around 5,000 on both sides here. He would be the guy I would play if I had to play somebody for Miami. I liked how he looked. uh, Stroke looked good, uh, confident, aggressive in that starting unit. Uh, But really, the guy who was hot was Max Struess. How about nine for 17 on three-pointers? Bit of an outlier, I would say. Uh, especially if, if uh, Butler is back, of course. Uh, but we know he can fill it up. So he would be more of the GPP play because he's cheaper. He's got that good upside. Um, but again, if Butler and Tucker are back, uh, I probably won't go to anybody on Miami. Uh, you know, Tyler Hero is also an option off the bench in that mid-tier range, 6K. He's been a little bit cold last night, including last night. Uh, so... Probably a pass on Miami for me. And then with the Raptors, they also played last night. Close win over Atlanta on the road, 106-100. And how about those starters? Once again, all playing between 36 and 41 minutes. Uh, If you tuned in yesterday, you heard uh, Coach and Gundacker. Gundacker was a special guest for us, so uh, thank you for jumping on here, Gundacker. Um, But they talked about you know, Nick Nurse and what he has said in the media recently about minutes and will the starters get a, a little bit a lower totals here to try to, you know, keep them healthy for a potential playoff push. Well, uh, in that close game, you know, you couldn't resist playing them big minutes once again. So, uh, you know, they're coming in with uh, those big minutes, having having played the big minutes last night. They've got Miami with that slow pace and top 10 defense. So just not a great environment. And these guys are kind of priced like they're going to play another triple overtime game. You know, 9,000 and up for Siakam. Uh, Van Vliet, 8,700 on both sites. So I'm going to fade those guys. Uh, the only price I think that is decent, Gary Trent Jr., 5,800 on DraftKings as a shooting guard. Went for 31 again last night. He's really been scoring it lately. Uh, but that's probably it for me. You know, even with the tight rotation, Boucher only played 21 minutes and Achua played 18 last night. So 
more than likely a pass game for me. All right, let's go to 8 o'clock Eastern. We've got two games there, starting with Orlando and Chicago. Uh, front end for Orlando, 220.5 total here. Chicago favored by 10. This one's interesting. Uh, you know, This is sort of like the X-Factor game for me that could easily go overlooked on this slate with that total and the fact that Orlando's involved. But you know, I do think there's some potential here. Um, you know, it kind of kind of gets lost in the shuffle that Orlando is actually 12th in pace. Chicago is above average in pace. We like that both of these teams have bad defenses. Orlando's 22nd, Chicago's 19th. Chicago has a, a top five offense. You know, the only thing we don't like is that Orlando's offense is 28th, and that's bad. So, yeah, we know that, uh, but they're really cheap price tags across the board for Orlando. So, you know, I could see playing one of those guys. Uh, it's hard to trust. Cole Anthony is certainly an option here. But my favorite option tonight for Orlando is actually Wendell Carter. Uh, Mid-6K range on both sites. And we know that he's a former bull. And he has really stepped up in their previous matchups. They've played three times already. Last time they played in Chicago, he went for 21-10-4. And, and on average, he's getting 8.6 more fantasy points per game against Chicago than he is uh, for his regular games. And for a guy that averages around 33 fantasy points a game on DraftKings, that's a 25% increase uh, with this narrative against his former team. So I like Carter tonight. Uh, and looking at the potential starting lineup for Chicago, AO, Levine, Green, who's probable, DeRozan, and Vucevic, uh, you know, I don't think they have a great matchup for him. I think Vucevic will be focused on Bamba, uh, and Carter's got the size against, you know, Green or, or DeRozan. So uh, I've got my eyes on Carter tonight. Don't think I'll get to the Orlando bench. Ross and Harris are pretty good prices, especially on DraftKings, but they're a little bit volatile. Okiki's a nice price on DraftKings at 4500 He's really stepped up lately and putting up some good numbers, doing a little bit of everything. Uh, but, you know, more of a, a GPP option. Uh, and then probably won't get to the Wagners, although Franz, a uh, nice price there in the mid-5K range. On the Chicago side, with Lonzo and Caruso out, uh, certainly a great opportunity for Levine and DeRozan. I would expect them both to be effective tonight. Levine's a little bit cheaper on both sites, but DeRozan's been playing a little bit better and a little bit more consistent. You know, right in that 45 to 50 fantasy point night, uh, just having an excellent season. So decent cash option. Uh, just, you know, it's it's a little uncomfortable to have to pay over 9000 for him in a potential blowout. But uh, he would be the guy I would want to play the most. And then Kobe White, 5000 on FanDuel is a decent price. Uh, I don't like 6,100 as much on DraftKings. But uh, again, don't don't overlook this game because we've got some you know, sexier matchups coming up in the, the next three that I'm going to discuss and some higher totals. Uh, so keep this one on your radar. All right, the next 8 o'clock game is one of those more attractive games on paper because it's got a total of 231. That's Denver at Minnesota. Minnesota actually favored by three and a half. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
And, you know, news came out yesterday that uh, the Joker is questionable and uh, DeMarcus Cousins questionable as well. I got to figure that, you know, Vegas um, has some inside info here that, that the Joker is probably going to sit the front end of this back-to-back as Denver is going to be in Utah tomorrow. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't expect uh, Minnesota to be favored by three and a half. But that's where it sits right now. So how about that asterisk? on our board right now, not knowing about the Joker or Cousins. So that's a that's an interesting situation, an important one on this slate. Um, if the Joker is out, I am interested in Cousins. Good price on both, site, both sides, center only. Uh, so that's not ideal, but uh, he'll probably be a leader in the clubhouse for me to, to play center if Joker is out. Uh, Looking at the rest of Denver, it's sort of a trickle down because uh, if the Joker's out, we know that op- opens up a lot of usage. So I'm looking at uh, the greens. Jeff is my preferred option here. Hasn't been doing a lot lately, but when the Joker is out, he really steps up and he's only 3,800 on DraftKings, 4,400 on FanDuel. Jamichael, who I could see starting or not playing many minutes. Uh, you know, he's more of, of the GPP option, but I probably would just rather go with Jeff Green or Cousins there. We've also got Zeke Naji, who has played pretty well when given the opportunity, and I think he'll get decent minutes tonight if the Joker's out. Uh, but you could also look at Aaron Gordon if you want to go for the mid-tier option. Around 6,000 on both sites, he's playable for me. And then you know, would anybody be surprised if Monty Morris or Will Barton hits value tonight if the Joker's out? No, not at all. Uh, so I think they're fine plays at that price, but I will probably end up playing more of the Denver bigs. And then the guards off the bench, Highland, Rivers, and Forbes, really good prices, uh, getting decent minutes, and they could hit value too. Um, you know, it's a great spot for Denver because Minnesota is second in pace, middle of the road defensively, uh, with some of their key guys out. So lots of opportunity here with Denver. If the Joker is out and you just got to try to, uh, narrow it down and, and try to hit the right guys and see what happens with your lineup construction to, to, uh, you know, see who's available and who you need, which roster spot. All right. On the Minnesota side. Uh, big news over there because D'Angelo Russell and and Beverly are both questionable. Uh, also, Okogi and Bomaro. Um, so let's look at this if Beverly and Russell are still out. Last game, we saw McLaughlin and Beasley get the start, and that was big. Uh, McLaughlin was decent. He's really cheap on both sites. Beasley, uh, you know, has had... Um, a lot of volatility lately. He did have that one game where he scored over 25. So he's in play. But the the thing I want to talk about here is the effect on the, the big studs here for Minnesota with McLaughlin playing in that last game. Edwards didn't do much, and he's in the mid-8K range. So I would lean towards Cat if you were going to pay up on the Minnesota side. Coming off a 31-point triple-double. Um, you know, the thing is as a center, um, do you play him? Do you play cousins? It really changes your entire lineup, uh, cause of the, the variation in price. But, um, 
interesting that when these two teams played earlier, the first one was really low scoring, 93-91. And then the second game was more what we would expect, Minnesota 124-107. to So they got to 231 points there. Cat had 32, and Anthony Edwards had 38. Um, so with a 231 total here, Vegas is obviously expecting we get something more like the latter matchup. And, uh, you know, again, I wouldn't mind uh, if we get news that the Joker is out going with Cousins and then somebody on the other side, whether it be uh, Cat or, you know, on a site like DraftKings where you can play them both, or one of these uh, value guards if we get the same starters out of McLaughlin and Beasley. Uh, Jalen Noel, also a decent price, 4000 and less. Uh, could, could go there. Don't think I'll go to any of the forwards off the bench for Minnesota. All right, two games left. I uh, just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We'd appreciate that. We'll continue these seven-day-a-week NBA podcasts. Coach will be back tomorrow, uh, and then Coach and I will be together on Thursday. All right, um, 8.30. How about Golden State and the Spurs? 226.5 total. Golden State favored by 2.5. It's a back-to-back for them. They beat Houston last night, 122 to 108. Steph looking like classic Steph with 40 and a career-high 21 points in the fourth quarter. So he got hot. He's back on track. And a lot of news here with the Golden State. We know that Draymond and Clay are going to be out tonight. Clay played last night. But what we don't know at uh, basically lunchtime here is what's going to happen with the forwards. Iguodala. Otto Porter, Bielitsa, they were all out last night. And I'm marking them as questionable for tonight. We saw Moody start. Uh, Wiggins played well last night. Uh, Looney will be out there, of course, unless something changes. So what we do, what we don't know is what's going to happen with the rest of that starting lineup other than Steph, Wiggins, and Looney. If Moody gets another start, he's minimum price on both sites. Uh, 25 minutes, he was 11-2-1. So he didn't do a ton, but you don't have to do a lot to pay off that price tag and he's got potential, you know, he's been scoring over 30 points at times in the G league. So uh GPP option there. Steph uh, is on my radar at 9,300 on FanDuel, especially when these two teams played earlier in the season, that was actually another back-to-back situation for golden state. The Spurs won that one, 112 to 107. Steph had 27, eight and five. And I could see him easily hitting those numbers again. So uh, he's in play for me. A good opportunity for him with Clay out of the lineup. And the Spurs are fifth in pace and not very good defensively. They're 19th. So I I like the spot here for Golden State in general. If we can get some clarity on who's going to be out there. Wiggins is in play for me. A little on the high end of what I'd like to play for him. But again, everybody gets a boost with Clay out because he's getting up a, a bunch of shots while he's out there. Uh, Looney, not my favorite play in this matchup against Pirtle. Uh, and then if all those bigs are out again, the forwards, then Juan Toscano Anderson or Kaminga could possibly come into play. You know, hard to trust either one of them. Uh, Peyton is also cheap, uh, 3K range on both sites. All right, with the Spurs side, uh, we saw them rest uh, a key group in that last game against Phoenix, but we'll have DeJounte Murray. Uh, Derek White and Pirtle back out there today. Uh, you know, 
Murray's the guy who's, um, you know, <laughs> scary if you don't play him. And he goes for one of his triple doubles. When these teams played before, he was 23, 12, and 7. Uh, and now that he's rested and it's an island game for the Spurs, you know, this is one of the better nights, I would think, to play him. We know this Golden State is awesome defensively. They're first in defensive efficiency. Uh, but, you know, he's he's on my radar. Pearl's a little pricey tonight, uh, especially on FanDuel. So not my favorite option. And then, uh, you know, even though it's an island game for the Spurs, uh, I don't think I'll get to anybody else. We've got we've also got uh, Kata Bates-Diop available again. Um, and so guys that stepped up in that last game against Phoenix, um, you know, McDermott, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie, Devin, um, just you can't trust them as much here with those big three guys back. So um, most likely, you know, maybe one guy on Golden State or maybe we pass this game. It's also a candidate for uh, a placeholder. Uh, and then we wait and see on the news because, again, it's at 8.30. And then the only other game we have is at 10 o'clock. And there's some big news to get to in that one. So let's turn our attention there. It is the second game of the TNT doubleheader. Brooklyn and Phoenix, 10 o'clock Eastern. Nice total here of 227. Phoenix favored by seven. Great game environment here because Brooklyn is sixth in pace. Phoenix is seventh. Two offenses in the top 10. But we know Phoenix has a great defense. They're second. Uh, Brooklyn middle of the road here. And how about that big news? Well, we know that KD and Harris are still out. Millsap still out. Uh, Marcus Aldridge is out tonight. Uh, James Harden, though, he's questionable. He's been out two games with a right hand issue. And that changes everything if he comes back. Uh, we saw Kyrie and Patty Mills really get shots up in that last game against Golden State, they both attempted 21 shots and Mills was just firing. I was watching one stretch where, uh, you know, miss a three offensive rebound, they get it back to him and he fires it right back up. I mean, he knows his role, uh, especially with Harden and Durant out is to just get shots up anytime he can. Uh, Cause that's a very efficient play for, for Brooklyn. So if Harden is out, if we get that news, then I, I am interested in Kyrie and Mills again, Yes, it's a very tough defense, uh, but if you look through the rest of that lineup, it's not a bunch of scores. It's a bunch of you know glue guys: Bembry, Edwards, Claxton. Uh, Claxton disappointing the last game. You know, not getting many minutes. He hasn't really in the last few games. Um, you know, Cam Cam Johnson, uh, sorry, Cam Thomas. Uh, he can be a scorer, but he's not very trustworthy. Bruce Brown, volatile. Uh, Blake Griffin, you know, we know that he's somebody we can't really rely on these days. James Johnson is probably my favorite guy off the bench here for Brooklyn if Harden is out on DraftKings at 3,900. Uh, but I went through those guys just to, you know, highlight this list of guys who can you know, just put up duds and everybody focuses on Kyrie and, and Patty Mills getting them the shots. And so that's, that's where I want to focus my exposure here. If Harden is out on the Phoenix side, big news there, Aiton, 
Jay Crowder, Landry Shamit, and Campaign all out again. So I'm expecting that same lineup we saw here. Chris Paul, Booker, Bridges, Cam Johnson. Uh, there he is. And Bismack Biombo. How about Chris Paul in that last game against San Antonio? 20 points and 19 assists. Just on a phenomenal stretch here. Um, incredible what he's doing at this age. But he's expensive, mid mid 9K range. It is an island game for Phoenix. Um, so Paul, uh, you know, pretty good matchup with Kyrie on the other side. He could certainly get it done again. I'm interested there. Booker, not as interested in him in the 9K range on a slate like this where we know he can be scoring dependent when Chris Paul is taking care of all the assists. Uh, Bridges and, and Johnson, decent prices for their opportunity with Crowder out. Bismack Biombo, mid 5K range. He's definitely on my radar. Probably the the son that I'm most likely to play tonight. Uh, and then we've got uh, JaVale McGee, uh, Ish Wainwright, and how about Elf Payton? Uh, there's a GPP option for you. With Shamit and Payne out, uh, you know, he could get 14 to 18 minutes minimum price on both sites. Uh, has not had a very good season, not good numbers. Uh, so he'd be a deep GPP option. But at that price tag, if Harden is out and Phoenix gets a, a good lead, you know, he could uh, end up hitting that number in the fourth quarter. Well, I hope we all hit our number tonight. I appreciate you joining me. If you would like my lineups, then go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com. Sign up there for one of our memberships. You can try the three-day pass, uh, the five-day pass, or get the four-sport special through the NBA Finals. And then we'll invite you into our Discord with an email. And then tonight, uh, about 25 minutes before tip-off, I'll uh, give out the lineups. We'll have the DraftKings Coaches Clipboard with core players highlighted and then a bunch of options to fill out your roster. And then I'll have full cash and GPP lineups for you on FanDuel and Yahoo. Really looking forward to it. I'll be following the news this afternoon uh, to get these lineups finalized. If you have any questions, you can reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can also find me on Twitter at Language Olympic. All right, that'll do it for the seven-game slate today. Thank you again for tuning in. And on behalf of the entire DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.